three, two, one. Welcome. We are here at Hiltzilla Weekly, episode number five. Um, five already. Time flies, we, and we've had some great content, great guests so far um, already. Um, and we will continue this week here in Singapore. Uh, speaking about healthy habits and how can you improve your life, your well-being, your performance, both at work and in your free time. And um, prolong your chat or increase your chances of actually living a longer and healthier life. Guest this week is a legendary dude, um, the man, the myth, the legend, a uh, gentleman called Tommy Rupa. Welcome, Tommy. Thank you, Nico. Tommy is um, is the advisor of the Better Life team, um, and he's been with with the Better Life and Health Tiller journey for two and a half, three years already? Two years. Exactly. So you've seen the whole growth of the baby Zilla into, uh, into the teens, maybe where we are right now. So how you've been, because you, you, you just recently came to Singapore, what, last week? Uh, yes, last week. So how, have you, how, how did you enjoy Singapore so far? Well, it's very home-like. It's, it's gray and it's raining. <laughs> I think the only, only sort of difference is the temperature, which is sort of 25 degrees. Right higher than it is now back at home so and back home it's like what zero plus two i was just watching the weather forecast for next week it's it looks like it's going to rain every day yeah, and it's plus two so looking forward to it fantastic so because i mean you are you've got a very interesting background and, and how you did join um the better life team as well yeah. um can you sort of give give us an overview of yourself and, and short story of of who you are sure um so actually, I'm about the same age as, as many many people involved in this in this company. So closing on on to forty soon, uh, not quite there yet. Luckily, I think. Um, and uh, uh, during my life, I have done a lot of sports, uh, only just you know, for pleasure, but also as as a competitive uh, sport. Um, actually, several ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in my career, I've, I've worked for several companies, smaller companies, bigger companies, and, and in, in many kinds of roles. Uh, lately, I've been running uh, large-scale businesses. Uh, I've also done a lot of work in, in strategy and business development. And, and, and I also have a background in, in HR, so mm-hmm. human resources. Uh, and in the, in the industries I've worked in have been sort of numerous. So that's a very, very short version course, in a nutshell. Yeah. And how does, because obviously you've done such large scale, large scale roles in, in your work life and, and it seems to me that you're a very high, highly driven person um, who like gets things done and drives towards better and bigger things all the time. So how do, how do you build your health and wellness management into, into your own life? Well, um, the way I see it, uh, which is one thing, and then the, the truth might be something else. But the way I see it is that um, one sort of key thing is and has been always, uh, for as long as I can remember, is sort of physical exercise. So ever since I was a young kid, and I started doing gymnastics at that time, I was maybe eight or nine, I think. All right. Okay. And that was sort of, sort of the, I'm not quite sure what, what's the correct term in English. Is it like artistic gymnastics okay. horizontal bar and all that stuff sure, sure. which they do during the Olympics as well mm. I was never in the Olympics but anyway <laughs> that's that's when it started and then I, I, that's sort of the physical exercise has been a, a key thing uh, and throughout the years it has, it has changed I have competed in different sports and nowadays it's more like sort of being in shape uh, feeling good I like to do exercise uh, and there's also a very important sort of aspect to, to exercise that I like to do and that's the social aspect so it's very important that, that I have sort of good friends of course, that I can, yeah. I can train with that if you take those friends away like if I would just go to the gym uh, you know, there's no point yeah. I don't I hate to go to the gym by myself there's nothing really there for me so I do CrossFit yeah. today uh, all these days uh, and also uh, another sort of aspect that has always been with me when it comes to physical exercises is stretching and mobility um, and that's maybe due to the gymnastics background uh, but I've also done uh, yoga uh, during the years and, and, and then uh, the Chinese martial arts known as Wushu uh, and especially Tai Chi. Uh, I actually competed in that, I was in the national team for Finland okay. in, 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 in 
World Championships and all that mm. back in the days. <laughs> uh, but but that also has been sort of part of my physical curriculum, uh, taking care of my body through stretching and mobility. Uh, and I, I still do every morning, or not every morning, most of the mornings I do a very short sort of a qigong exercise, which is sort of a, for those who don't know what qigong is, it's sort of like a tai chi-like routine, uh, but very short one. Uh, I don't even break a sweat, but it sort of opens my body in the morning. That's one thing. Uh, another thing I, I would sort of like to mention here is, is also meditation. Mm. Or, or mindfulness or whatever you want to call it. Okay. That's a, there is a difference between mindfulness is a certain sort of branch of meditation. Sure. But anyway, um, I started doing meditation uh, 20 years ago. Wow, so you've really done this for a long time. Yeah, I have some experience. Uh, I, I started doing it when I started doing yoga. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and the instruction was very simple. Just sit down and be there. <laughs> Just sit down and be there. Yeah. So this is interesting because um, there's so many things I, I want to talk to you about, but this is sort of an interesting, interesting topic, you know, because meditation, at least in the Western type of scope of thought um, and in, in the sort of public media and discussion as well, has been something which has popped up quite recently, um, at least in, in, a, in a more popular view, because of the, the trend towards uh, decreasing stress um, and in, improving your health and so forth. So, I mean, and now you have all these guided meditation tapes or mm. apps or whatnot, the different types and different schools and all that. So can you tell me how, I mean, can you discuss how, how did you, I mean, how did this journey from yoga to meditation started back 20 years ago? And because you, yeah. you, you were quite young then, how did you feel? How did you feel yeah, I was, I was, let's see, 18, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, I have to say it, it was pure coincidence, really. I worked in a, in a in a company, actually my first job ever, sort of real job, uh, and it happened to be so that a, a few colleagues of mine were yoga teachers, and I got to know these guys, and they were like, "Have you ever tried yoga?" I was like, "No, I have, but I I might." And they said that well, Ashtanga yoga, which was the sort of style yeah. of yoga that I did, that you should go and try it. It might be your thing. Uh, and so I did, and I really liked it. I did, did it for a couple of years, and then I went to the army, and, and there was a break there. At the same time, uh, once I started doing yoga, sort of the physical exercise, I was also interested in, in, in the meditation, and therefore I asked this one, one colleague of mine, that, okay, what about meditation? And he said that it's, it's a good thing, you should do it. And I was like, okay, okay what, do that, what, what do I then do? And he said, well, you just sit down and be there. And I was like, okay, I can try that. And, and, uh, and so I did. And I, I found it very much enjoyable, actually. And I'm, I'm sure this is very different for you know, different kinds of people. Yeah. Maybe it's just you know, my mindset and, and you know, what kind of a person I am. That sort of worked. I have taken part in different kinds of meditation courses and retreats and, and all kinds of stuff like that. I have read numerous books, I guess. What I haven't done actually, which is you just mentioned, is is this sort of sort of follow a, a sort of guided meditation as a podcast or something like that. I have taken part in guided meditations in, in courses or or similar situations, but as as a sort of podcast, which I guess is a very sort of um, typical way of doing meditation these okay, days, is, is that I have actually never never done. It's interesting. Yeah. So how did you? I mean, because you've done this for such a long time. Um, how do you find how do you find the impacts of meditation towards your mental well-being your you know ability um, to focus cognitive abilities yeah well well given that I have sort of 20 years of experience um, and there have been times that I haven't done meditation so it's also good, good to remember and I, I feel this is important to sort of recognize for, for each and every one that the, the life circumstances change uh, you change along the way, of course, yeah. and uh, it's always sort of finding the right sort of combination of things in a, in a given life situation that work for you. So there have been times that I haven't done meditation, even maybe a, a couple of years. Mm. Uh, and the difference that I notice uh, is that when I do meditation, um, first of all, I think I sleep better. That's a major, major thing. So typically I do meditation in the evenings. 
which helps to cool down in a way um, after work, uh, work, work day or whatever you have done and, 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 and helps to fall asleep faster mm. than I would say because when I didn't do meditation or I have had breaks in doing meditation what I notice is that when I go to bed it might take half an hour even up to an hour before I fall asleep because the mind keeps yeah, sort of going you know uh, but when I do meditation the sort of that phase is sort of takes place during the meditation and it might actually be a bit faster mm. so so that sort of the mind uh, sort of still continues continues to work on the issues of the day that is so, sort of solved of course faster when, yeah. when I do meditation so that's a very sort of concrete thing that I notice and, and that's actually one habit also if we're not talking about yeah. healthy habits or, or habits in general that I think are healthy that's one that I think is very important has been for me at least is some meditation and how it contributes to, to sleep how many hours of sleep how good good sleep mm-hmm. how the quality of the sleep is and that of course then contributes to overall well-being of in course. a major way so if there's one thing that I, I think we should all sort of take care of that's sleep right? mm-hmm. that's the most important thing it is. Yeah. so just before we go into the sleep uh, patterns just to question on the meditation technique you actually do so do you, you, you basically just sit down and close your eyes or do you do this eyes open or do you focus on your breath or these types of techniques well, uh, depends on the day um, so what I try to do when I meditate is, is typically to be aware of what is happening hmm. how I'm feeling what are my thoughts how does my body feel um, and depending on the day, that's always different, right? So you're like observing yourself. I'm observing. I'm, I'm sort of, there are all kinds of techniques. I'm calling sort of scanning the mm-hmm. body or, or or sensations or whatever. Um, that's typically what I do. I might do it eyes open. I might do it eyes closed, depending on how I feel. Okay. Um, t- from there are times when I do some. Uh, I follow the breath. You know, breath going in out uh, through the nostrils, whatever. Um, and I've also done this sort of counting that I count the breaths, you know, one to ten, and then you start over or whatever, all kinds mm. of combinations. Um, and maybe my sort of experience is that you know whatever works. I'm not so strict on following a certain sort of school of meditation or or, or or sort of uh, do these one two say six steps of whatever. Uh, I don't know if I'm missing something, <laughs> yes, I haven't done that, but it has never sort of felt like my thing. I get a lot out of this sort of kind of meditation that okay, I do. Sure. That's my, my experience. So, and how long does one session take for you? Well, this is, this is actually in, very interesting. Um, of course, there's some variation. Yeah. I don't use timer. Um, I don't have any specific time in mind that I would like to meditate. I meditate as long as I feel like that result. It, it's 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 sort of okay. Now it's time. Yeah. Okay. I, I get this sort of feeling. Okay. Now it's time, and then I sort of stop meditating. But but it, it is very close to forty five minutes, forty minutes every time. So not really every time. long actually. So it, it or it's at least for me as a beginner meditator, yeah. forty five minutes sounds a very long time. It does. It does. So did did it like gradually increase to that, or did no. you start? It started with 45 minutes. It's really interesting because I don't know where that came from, but it has been sort of 40, 41 minutes quite consistently. Uh, there are times when it's only like 15 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever, you know, but, but I don't, yeah, I don't you know, sort of stress of, yeah. over that. It's just, I take it as it is. But this has been very interesting. It's, it's sort of 40, 45 minutes. I don't know why that, that must, must be some sort of internal rhythm or whatever that sort of yeah. goes through, I guess. But that's my well, that, that's interesting because it, it sounds to me that because you've done it for such a long time then you've developed this innate ability to actually know mm. when you are resolved and the, when the meditation can end and, and then you can you know go to sleep or, or continue your day or whatever so yeah of course uh, you know I've read some place that that a typical sort of retreat for instance is that you do meditation for let's say 45 minutes mm-hmm. And then you take a break and then you do another 45 minutes or whatever you know this kind of setups exists uh, and maybe there is some thing with the 45 minutes i don't know but that's just uh, this is sort of after i had already done 
my meditations and learned by myself. Okay, 45 minutes seems to be a time for me that sort of works. Do you have, a, um, just out of interest, do you have any sort of good books that you would perhaps recommend on meditation? or? Well, I, I, I think, you know, as I mentioned, there are all kinds of thoughts of, of, of at schools of, of meditation, of what you should do and how you should do it and all that. Um, I think the main thing is that, that you start with something mm. and you start with something that you feel that, okay, this is this is for me, this yeah. works for me. Uh, so I, I, as the saying goes, that all roads go to Rome or take you to Rome or whatever is it's it's in English. Place. And yeah. uh, I think that's probably very true. Um, so, so you should find a way that sort of works for you. There are all kinds of books I have read. Maybe if I need to mention something, I would say that maybe the sort of mindfulness kind of meditation uh, there are ten, you know lots of books on that yeah. that's probably a very easy way to start uh, and of course when we talk about meditation there's a lot of sort of uh, mumbo jumbo around oh yeah sure. um, so once again but yeah there you can sort of find you know the color that suits you in a way if you, if you get my meaning um, so I, I think the most important thing is that you start because the, the point is that it's not a sort of an external exercise right it's an internal one. You become aware of your own internal uh, experience. Yeah. Uh, it might be sensations from you know what, what you hear, what you see, what you smell. You know that's that's fine, but nevertheless, it's sort of your experience. It's not your friend's experience. You're trying to meditate, right? It's your experience, and that's that's the the thing. That's and then you can sort of start to evolve and, and all, all kinds of stuff. That is a good point. It is your experience, hence the experience will be different for everyone. So. Exactly, yeah, depending on the day and, and what's happening in your life and all that, you know, it all has an impact and an effect on how, how what's the what, what the experience will be like. Indeed, indeed. So this this sort of acts as a great bridge towards the, the next stage. We didn't start from the morning and so, or whatnot. Doesn't matter. Yep. It's just an interesting topic, but this sort of acts as a great gateway towards the next step which you mentioned that you usually do meditation before you go to sleep yeah. um, so can you tell us a bit about how or do you have any habits what comes to sleeping how long you sleep do you use any sleep hacks do you measure your sleep and so forth um, well um, I don't know maybe maybe it has come come with the with, with age but it seems that my sleeping rhythm is very regular I tend to wake up pretty much the same time, irrespective of, of whether it's it's a work day or, or weekend. Uh, so that would be like six, six seven in the morning. Yeah. I can sleep later. I can you know sometimes sleep up until eight even, but 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 that's I, I guess I, I try to wake up sort of consistently <laughs> about the same time. And as for uh, what time I go to bed. That depends, but I also try to make sure that I at least get sort of seven, eight hours of sleep, which means that let's say that I usually, if I do evening meditation, I, I, I start before 10, as it takes me 45 minutes-ish, uh, uh, which means that I'll be in bed like between 10 and 11. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's usually how it goes. Uh, I do follow my sleep nowadays. I, I actually I first did that with a, a Fitbit sort of uh, watch that I had, but nowadays I have this uh, Aura, Aura ring, which I have, have on all the time, um, and that's how I sort of see how I've, I've slept. So what does Aura, what, what sorts of scores do you get nowadays? I get quite good, sort of 80 and above usually, uh, but I'll also see that when, when something is, is sort of off, that I don't sleep that well, and, 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 and especially you can tell if you've been having a, a drink or a glass of wine, that shows you sort of immediately. In so how, how, do you, how do you see the, the impact? It's, I can see it in my resting heart rate, it's immediately 10% higher if I've had it. Yeah, that's one, and then sort of the trend, how, how long it takes to sort of go down, mm. uh, when, when you talk about your sure. resting heart rate, that, that takes a longer time. So usually if, you haven't, if you're not too stressed and you haven't had alcohol, it drops really quickly to the level that it is the, the whole night. But if you if you have a few few drinks or a glass of wine or whatever, uh, then it, it sort of there's sort of a, a decline uh, that it takes from the, from the normal level to the, the lower sort of resting level, and that takes time. And of course, depending on how 
how stressed or how much you've, you've had alcohol, then that takes you know longer or, or you know shorter time. But that's that's one thing. So so in terms of sleep, that's that's pretty much what I what I do. And do you follow uh, your um, patterns of REM sleep and deep sleep? Um, these um, types of so not that consistently. I, I usually sort of take a look at how much deep deep sleep I got, um, and that has been usually around two hours, you know, plus minus something. So that's that's something that I look at. As for the rest, not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as as you have such good sleeping patterns, to me, it sounds like like mm-hmm. that. Do you then? Um, in your, in your, during your working day or so forth, do you ever feel tired or feel like sleepy or you know, unproductive? Um, yeah, but I, I think that's not not due to the sleep. Or, uh, in this case, of course, if there's a lack of sleep, yes, like like absolutely. like when I flew over here, yeah. I slept like three hours on the plane and really bad even that. Uh, that has an impact, and plus all the you know the time time zone differences, all that jet lags and all. But uh, given a normal situation uh, at work, I, I would say that the, the sort of energy level at work is more dependent on actually of um, how I drank enough, you know, water. All right. Okay. That's that's something I notice immediately that if I'm not sort of liquidizing myself or however however you say that and uh, enough, then then that sort of I start to sort of wear down very quickly, so my mental capacity, I, I feel I'm not thinking clear, I'm not, I don't have the energy and all that, mm. so that, that is actually more important, that I, I, I try to drink a little, enough, yeah. let's put it that way. That's an interesting point, being hyd- or staying hydrated throughout the day, that's something that, that we haven't discussed a lot, and which is not discussed, I think, too often in, 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 the, in the health and fitness media either, is that what are the implications of actually being dehydrated during, throughout the day? It's not only physical, but it actually impacts your mental capacity at the same time. Would you say? Yeah, at least in my case, I notice it sort of immediately if, if I haven't sort of had enough water. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Right, so in terms of your overall healthy habits, you, you, you already mentioned two, which are amazing, you know, meditating for such a long time and, and how that then leads into, into your very regular sleeping patterns mm. where you sleep seven, eight hours a day, which mm. then carries you towards the next day. Mm. Um, kick starts the day when you have rested well mm. um, as well. So does that lead into, how does that lead into your morning routine? And uh, Yeah, my morning routines, um, well, I think the first thing is that what I like to sort of point out is that um, when I get up, I do not switch on my mobile phone. It's it's in in flight mode. So you have your mobile phone on flight mode all throughout the night. Yeah, throughout the night, no one can reach me throughout the night. And just a quick quick question back to the sleeping pattern. Yeah. So when do you actually do you switch off like TVs and mobile at a certain stage, or do you have any? Um, I try to. Um, so usually, if I do the sort of normal routine, which is to do meditation before I go to bed, is that at that point before I start meditating, I turn off or put my mobile phone on uh, flight mode. Okay. Good. So you know. And then that stays on flight mo- flight mode all the way until until morning yeah. when I get up, uh, go to the bathroom. Then I take the dog out actually. So I have a small dog. So a uh, typical morning walk is 10 to 15 minutes outside fresh air. Well, that's nice. That's, that's actually really good. Uh, I wasn't so excited to begin, be, begin with with the idea of, of, you know, I would need to wake up in the morning, take the dog out. But actually now that it's, it's a routine, a habit, it's really good. You get a fresh air right away. Yeah. Uh, then I come home, I, I feed the dog, I do my morning this, this qigong exercise, uh, I brush my teeth, and then I switch on okay. the mobile phone in a way. So, so I, I don't want any, any thought of nasty emails or whatever disturbing my morning. Yeah, exactly. I want to start the morning sort of slow and easy and take my time. It's my time. Yeah. It's my life, right? So, and so that's, that's sort of the mindset that I have. And I think that's, that works for me. Sounds like you have a very active, active and well-structured morning. I mean, when you wake up, you take the dog out. Especially that, you know, just imagining doing this in Finland at 6.30 a.m., something like that. Um, especially in the wintertime, but also in the summertime, because it, it is much colder there. So you actually get a really good blast of cold air and fresh air at the same yes. time, which sort of wakes you up as, uh, up as well. Yeah. In, in terms of, and when that leads into the Qigong exercise, mm. can you talk a bit more about that? I mean, just, into, just for the listeners who, who might not know. 
about about this practice. Um, how does it work? How long does it take? And, and all that. Well, it, it's sort of a my own word version of it. And, uh, and actually, before I go into that, I would like to mention that I, they're sort of doing a very short morning physical routine. Has been a, a, a habit of mine already, maybe back in the days when I started doing yoga. I didn't do yoga, uh, but they were sort of stretching, opening up my, my sort of joints, mm-hmm. if you will. Uh, and that really worked. And this Jikung then just, you know, that's a sort of standardized way of doing certain exercise, Chinese, you know, kind of exercise. And, uh, and there's this sort of a Badua Jin, which is, it's called the routine. Uh, there's certain sort of uh, posters, uh, movements that you do, and you're supposed to do them, you know, a certain amount of movements per, per each. Uh, I don't do that. I just take the movements and I do one per each. So actually, it's it's sort of maybe two minutes. It's very short, two to three minutes, I would say. Uh, but I feel the difference. There's a huge difference if I do it or I don't do it. So where, where do you think you feel the difference most? Is it in your physical posture or is it in your mind? Both. Or? both. So the, the, I need to sort of focus. That's one thing. Uh, you know, after you know, even having slept and being out with yeah. the dog, you still might be sort of a bit drowsy and all that. But when you do the exercise, when I do the exercise, uh, I, I can feel the sort of focus coming into myself, into my body. I become aware of, of where I am, you know, how I am. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's, I think, one important thing with the exercise. Another thing is, of course, that, that I move. I, I open my, my, my joints, my hips, my legs, my knees, my you know, elbows, all that. You turn your body and uh, all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm sure there are all kinds of you know, similar kind of, of exercises that you yeah. can do, but this, this happens to be the one that I do. And I, and I have to say that the Qigong, because it's sort of, I think it's derived from some other form of exercise like Tai Chi and all that. There's a martial art sort of background. And I, I like to think that the movement that I do, there is sort of, um, there is sort of a sort of functional mm. side yeah. to it. Yeah. I, I kick or I, I sort of you know, block or whatever. So I can mentally be in the movement. I'm I'm doing something. I'm not just you know flexing my arms. Yeah, no, no. I, I'm sort of blocking. I'm hitting. I'm you know whatever. So there's sort of a intention in the movement in a way. So even that can, right? I, that's per how I hear it. That can be like a medi- meditative. It is session as well. Yeah, that's what some people say. The Tai Chi and Qigong with that sort of uh, uh, meditation in movement. Is there any like breathing techniques within this this um, practice or? Uh, there is. Uh, very simply, inhale, exhale. <laughs> when you when you <laughs> yeah, okay. when you do certain movement, right? Okay. Uh, yeah, there is some specific technique as to how you you're supposed to breathe in, breathe out, using your abdomen or uh, you know lungs, upper lung part of your lungs or whatever. But that's I think that's sort of that's not the point really. At least for me in the exercise. If you would do that sort of longer routine, uh, and you would really like to get the mm. sort of health benefits that they said there, you know, you can get with this sort of exercise, then I, I think yeah, sure, you should do that. Uh, what I just focus on is that you know when I exhale, when I inhale, and through the nose, that's that's it. Okay, very good. All right, so then you then you're done uh, with with the first part of your morning. Yeah, and then you can switch sort of here. My mobile well, phone, yeah, then I'm off to work. Okay. So I usually I have my breakfast at work. You don't eat back at home, right? I don't eat, except, you know, if I have a sort of a working from home mm-hmm. day, then of course I eat the breakfast at home. Um, or or or, um, or weekends then, of course. Um, but yeah, then I, I go off to work and then it's normal. Normal work day during which um, typically, as, as mentioned, I, I eat the breakfast when I arrive. Quite light breakfast, I have to say. What, what would a typical breakfast thing? Porridge, for, for instance, or, or sandwich. Um, and, and then I have lunch, and, and, and then I also have um, sort of. Uh, I, I wouldn't like to say snack, but I, what I usually have done is that I, I eat sort of warm food um, for lunch, and then I actually take the salad uh, from the lunch place with me. Uh, which I will then have uh, sort of uh, as, a, as a afternoon snack kind okay. of food. Yeah, yeah. So, so that I, I there's sort of eating 
within within the whole day uh, you know there's only like a couple of hours in between whenever I eat okay so you, you like to eat quite often too. yeah yeah you know but you know smaller portions right um, so and that has really worked for me and then uh, of course when I come home then I then I eat once again uh, but then I don't usually have anything to to eat after dinner so any supper or, yeah. or you know that kind of a snack before I go to bed I not not really. Do you, do you have any sort of um, specific focus areas in when when you do your meal planning or how you actually structure your, your food intake? No. No. Okay. Yeah, that's that's you know having listened to the previous podcast and all that, it's a, an area in which I have never actually sort of really done my homework. There have been times when I've been sort of more inclined to eat sort of vegetarian yeah. food that I have done. I have cut down very much on sort of red meat, mm. you know, cow and, and beef and all that. Yeah. Um, but that's maybe, well, there is probably sort of a sort of health aspect, but I mean, it's more like the climate thing maybe in my case. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, you know, this sort of nutrition mm. side of things is, is something I haven't really really done that much work on yeah but it, and it, but it, it does still sound like you, you're eating oatmeal for breakfast salad uh, for, yeah, for yeah. afternoon snack and so forth so it does sound like you have a quite a healthy aspect in yeah this. yeah I, I try to sort of eat sort of a versatile diet in a way I guess uh, making sure that I, I do have my sort of greens yeah. and whatever uh, but there's really no sort of a system or or, or sort of a school of thought behind yeah. that yeah, yeah sure. just that you know okay. and you're in great shape anyway so it's, it's not like that's something that's urgent for you yeah that's one thing I'm, I'd be sort of quite happy about I do get on some weight if I if I don't do exercise and I eat sort of bad yeah I have a very sweet tooth I have to say um, same for me <laughs> yeah yeah so you know I like to eat some sweet stuff yeah there's always some explanation. In the summer in Finland, you're supposed to eat ice cream because because it's summer, and then when, when, it's, when it's winter, it's dark and cold. You're, you you can allow yourself some treats, right? There's always some explanation for yourself on, on how, how, yeah, how you yeah. can sort of, why you, you can eat, eat all that stuff. But yeah, that's that's sort of at least so far mm. it, it, it has worked for me. I, I think one aspect is also that actually the, the sleeping because what I, I, I can tell from myself and, and people people around me uh, that, that I have sort of witnessed is that if you if you lose the, the sleep you start to sleep bad and the quality goes down and all that you, you actually start to accumulate stress and that starts to sort of affect the way you eat and that yes. starts to then sort of bad things lead to more bad things sure. and, and then you put on more weight and all that yeah, that's how it sort of goes goes south and this this is an interesting point because they they um, there is a study which actually studied this and the implications of sleep deprivation to your hunger levels um, and and I can't remember how lo- how large was the sample size but on average um, one hour one or one and a half hour sleep deprivation I need to I need to check this the facts um, anyway so some sleep deprivation led into if I recall correctly like on average three hundred calories more food intake per day. Mm. Which can be like a like a like a healthy lunch or something. So it's actually one meals more worth yeah. of food that you that you take, and which can then lead into into you know uh, weight gains and, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, so it is a massive massive thing um, uh, in terms of controlling your food and hunger levels in, yeah. in any case. So it's, uh, that's that's important. So how about then when you, when you are doing your workday, do you have any any sort of sessions or, or stuff during your workday which you sort of refocus yourself um, or something which uh, could be mentioned? Um, well, a typical workday is quite busy. I have meetings from you know mornings until until um, the end of the day. Um, and there's lunch break. I, I usually I put that in my calendar <laughs> as a reservation. Really, a meeting. That, you know, do not block that time. Um, and some sometimes, of course, people still do. Uh, but that I, I try to sort of make sure that I have the, the, the sort of uh, lunch break. Mm. Um, uh, as for other breaks, uh, I don't drink coffee. Uh, I don't smoke. Uh, so there's really nothing there sort of sure. requiring a break during the day. I need to go to the bathroom, of course. But, you know, that's very sort yeah, of yeah. different thing. Um, so I would say that not really. Um, 
but maybe a way of working for me has been, and this is might be, you know, I, don't, I hope no one from work is listening, um, but, but the, the sort of uh, uh, the corporate life uh, it typically is that there's a lot of things going on, right? There are a hundred things that would need to be done, uh, you can only do, do ten, let's say. So it's not really about sort of being awake fully all the time. So even if you are in a meeting, you can sort of wind down a bit, at least. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how it works for me. So you, you just need to be very, very sort of strategic in your use of attention and, and sort of mental energy. So that, that's something you can sort of adjust. Mm. And there are meetings <coughs> where of you course, feel yeah. like that, okay, I do not need to be really that present, but of course then you might ask that, why are you in that meeting in the first place then? You could leave maybe that meeting, but you know, life is what it is, I guess. And sometimes you just need to be there uh, because of the role that you have of or course, whatever. Of course. Um, so that's maybe sort of very, maybe a silly example, but that, that's something I can tell from experience that, that that's what I do. And then of course, if I have time, then it's good to sort of look outside the window for a few seconds and let, let your mind wander. Of course, that's like, that's um, like letting your focus loose for a bit, just a slight meditative moment during the day yeah, as well. Sort of, I don't know, refresh yeah, yeah. your mind away. Exactly, and it's something that, that I like to do um, as well. Now that I'm, I am, I have now engaged into the Healthzilla 100, 100 day habit building um, challenge, which you can do by the way in, in version 3.0 when the, the when it gets launched um, uh, later this year, early January. Um, so it, it is one of the one of the habits that I have there is to meditate or have like mindfulness sessions at least once a day, um, every day, uh, and, and and sort of for me that step of meditating during the day has actually quite, I don't know, quite automatically become midday in workday, like mm. maybe 2, 3 p.m. When, mm. I, when I start to feel that my focus starts spreading like to too many places, mm. then, I, then I know that, okay, now it's time to go and meditate for 10, mm. 15 minutes. Mm. That's been quite, quite useful for me. But at the same time, I mean, I do agree with, 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 with what you said earlier on, mm. which is that meditation just before sleep might be actually another good, very good place to, uh, to yeah, do that. For yeah. sure. Maybe talking about meditation, what I'd like to add, at least in my experience, is that once you sort of get that routine in place, habit, if you will, um, it starts to have an impact on how you experience yourself. You start to notice all kinds of things, like, okay, now my thoughts are sort of drifting, or, okay, now I'm not focusing really, or you know this kind of stuff and, and, and when you sort of become aware of that also in the workplace because of your yeah. sort of routine and habit of doing meditation you can actually sort of make more conscious choices about what you want and what you sort of choose to do absolutely yeah. uh, in terms of you know how you spend your energy or, or, or your where you focus what do you put your attention to yeah absolutely uh, so that's sort of a, that gives you more freedom of choice I would like to say which is a good thing because it's your life. It's good that you can choose. <laughs> uh, exactly. And a lot of things I think that we do, we do out of sort of routine. You know, we are just learning to do that. Of course. You know, yeah. When we were kids or in school or whatever. Okay, when you when you go to work life, into you know, a certain corporation, whatever you learn, you sort of assimilate the, the sort of way of yeah, acting absolutely. and behaving and, and thinking and doing things. And you might even not, not notice, notice that that's mm. what you have done and that's what you're doing. But when you become more aware, you, you sort of you can choose. Absolutely, absolutely. So then you then you're done with your work day. I'm assuming that's when yeah. the workout comes in. Uh, um, yeah, often. Yeah, but but the thing is that actually um, in my current life situation, I'm uh, I have the dog and I'm the only person taking it out. Okay. Which means that I, I need, as, as mentioned, I need to take the dog out in the morning before I go to work. When I come home from work, I need to take the dog yeah. out right away. So I can't really go to do my exercise before I have come home and, 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 and taken the dog out and given the food once again. Um, thereafter, I might go and do uh, a workout in the, in the sort of CrossFit box yeah. that I go to. Um, I have to say that that doesn't happen very often nowadays. 
uh, it's more likely that I will do something at home. Okay. Okay. So actually, my sort of uh, exercise times for doing CrossFit is more more sort of during the weekends. So I typically do Saturday Sunday okay, okay. CrossFit. So that's like two times a week. Not that much. I have done a lot more uh, at some point of time. Uh, not quite happy with it, but at the, at this point of time in my life, that's what I can do. Absolutely, you just need to flex around the life and, and you know. Exactly, yeah. So so it's more like I try then to take care of of sort of uh, recovering mm. uh, in the evenings that I relax. Uh, I take it easy. I, I read a book or, or watch Netflix or whatever. Sure, you know? sure, absolutely. And these kind of things, and, and, and that, and then uh, of course I need I need to take dog out once again before we go to sleep. Of course, yeah. So so that sort of that's actually my exercise, right? So already now we have sort of three times per day that I go out for a ten to fifteen minute walk, and and, and usually I, I you know one of these walks, uh, either the one that is right after I come home from work mm-hmm. or, or the one in the later in the evening is is maybe even up to half an hour oh yeah so that's sort of my walk and, and, and fresh air mm. and so you, you technically throughout the day you will accumulate quite a lot of walking already because you go out three yeah. times a day with, yeah. with the dog and all that so can accumulate to an hour or something which is yeah it can be so, yeah. which is very good good way to accumulate those 10,000 steps which uh, yeah is it like imaginary number but still it's, it's all about the activity level throughout the day which counts it's not necessarily doing one 10k run or something so long as you keep moving across the day that is the healthy habit there exactly and it's, it's like you know I, I think even even with this routine uh, I find it sometimes difficult to get the 10k steps it's typically close to 8,000 and then you know one might think that it, okay it makes no difference you didn't get the 10k but that's that's sort of BS right you got the 8k right and it, i think the same goes for sleep that even though it's good to sleep you know seven eight hours yes but if you only slept six then be happy that you slept six right it's it's better than having slept five right yeah, so it's not good for you know in the long term but still six hours is something you can manage with in the short term right but of course in the long term it's good that you walk the 10k steps even though that's totally sort of yeah, yeah out of thin air that, that that number but but when it comes to sleep you know sleeping seven eight hours per night uh, for most people is actually it's really good I, I believe um, um, so that's that's something you should Indeed. really stick to yeah. this is again uh, just a shameless plug to healthzilla version 3 where we have those um, hundred day challenges of building the healthy habits where where actually you can or when you when you assume one of these challenges, then you might ha- you might get a challenge to f- in in your first week sleep seven hours per night for three days at least. Mm. So when when you do build your healthy habits, whether it is about your activity, how many, uh, or if you if you reach that ten thousand steps, or if you do sleep enough, or if you do your workouts enough, it's not about you know starting everything at one go, like like yeah. blasting out like now I'll do everything, I'll sleep eight hours a day every single day and I'll, I'll do mm. high intensity interval mm. trainings mm. every day and, and all that because that's usually why a lot of us actually drop off of those new year's resolu- resolutions because mm. we try to do too much at one go yeah. building healthy habits takes a long time and you need to slowly gradually build 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 them up up as well yeah. so do, in in terms of because you mentioned that you might do some sort of workout in the evening yeah. um, yourself in yeah. at home what what would that look like well it's it's the stretching mobility mainly or you know just very simple body movement Mm -hmm. body weight movements right you know push-ups and that kind of stuff i do have some sort of rubber bands well that i can use to sort of you know open up my my back or whatever i I do so that kind of you Mm -hmm. know very simple short would you consider yourself a flexible man yes Okay, that's because I'm not. <laughs> it's yeah, like it yeah. fascinates me so much, yeah. and, and so you do end up stretching every day, right? Well, not every day, but yeah, oh. if you count the, the qigong exercise in the morning, then yes, of course, uh, but not every day now. But there's sort of a, I, I, you know, this is a funny story maybe that when I started doing gymnastics when I was you know eight or nine or whatever, there was a certain kind of stretch that I was not able to do. It's where you sit down. On the ground, you have your legs sort of spread out open to your yeah. sides, and then you try to put your hands on the ground. Mm. 
uh, of course, you know, I, I was able to put my hands on, on the ground, but I wasn't able to put my elbows, yeah. keeping my legs still straight. But once I got there, uh, I, I sort of felt like, okay, now I got, I got this. I can still remember that as a young kid. Yeah, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> and I have tried to keep, you know, being able to do that. That's something I have sort of tried try to maintain uh, as a sort of uh, ability, maybe. Yeah, sure. Throughout the life, of course, I've done the gymnastics, the, the yogas, the tai chi's, and then all that stuff. And so there's been sort of physical exercise which requires a certain level of flexibility, mobility. Uh, but even now, in, in, when I do CrossFit, which I've done now for um, six years, I usually after the exercise, irrespective of if it's really good or bad, I do some stretching or mobility, depending on, of course, what the exercise has been like. Mm -hmm. If I'm really exhausted and then I will be, you know, really working on some some specific muscle groups, yeah. I do not then stretch those. But I do some maybe mobility. Uh, usually, if, if if we say the CrossFit exercise is for like one hour. I might even do 30 minutes of mobility afterwards. Yeah. That's really, once again, a moment for myself, I feel. <coughs> There's maybe some friends that I hang out with and we talk about whatever. But at the same time, we're doing mobility stretching. And it's sort of very enjoyable, maybe okay, even yeah. meditative once Meditate. again, to do that. I really enjoy it. So uh, many of the things I have to say that I enjoy to do, right? I enjoy to do stretching, I enjoy to do physical exercise, I enjoy to do meditation. So it's really about finding those things that you enjoy to do. Absolutely. Because uh, otherwise, you, you, it's really difficult to stick to doing those. And, and, and what you said, touched earlier about this New Year's resolution and all that, um, I think it's good to sort of, at least I think so, that there, there's sort of a, a physical system in place, there is a mental system in place, and there's a social system in place. And whenever you try to make a change, you need to sort of recognize that each of these systems will need to change a bit and, and, and these systems sort of resist change right they're built that way so it, it's good to start with some small changes right so as you mentioned about this sort of sleep at least three hours uh, sorry three days uh, per week at least seven hours right well that might you know that's a good way to start but if you're not able to do it then don't, don't be discouraged absolutely, absolutely. so it, it really, really takes some time to change there's some you know neural neural network connections that need to actually physically change yes in true. order to things to change for yeah. you right absolutely so it takes time so i think that's actually something that it's good to sort of be 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 aware of and conscious of that when you start to make a change it's good to commit to sort of going through that whole thing, that 100 day challenge or whatever, but be sort of uh, merciful to yourself. Be merciful to yourself, exactly. Yeah. You're trying to do something which is the most difficult thing in, in, in the world for human beings, and that is to change. Exactly. Right. So, but it's, 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 it's well it's, said, very well yeah. said. It's so difficult for us to actually um, change our habits. And because it, it, living a healthy lifestyle, building healthy habits, it is all about habits. And, it, and you know, losing weight or getting into a better cardiac, uh, cardiovascular condition or whatever it is, or, or reducing your stress and all that, everything takes a long time. There is no magic pill or some app machine which will suddenly give you abs or something. It, it, it all just takes a long time, longer than what we want to think of. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's why I, I find the, the work that Healthzilla is doing is actually helping us to, to to achieve that, to build those healthy habits as well, which makes it quite exciting at the same time. Now, because you do move a lot, and you move a lot, um, you, you work out quite a lot as well, especially because you have those CrossFits in the weekends, you do some some sort of movement and mobility at home, you walk three times a day, three times a day at least, you have a, a tasking work mm -hmm. as, as well. So how do you measure your recovery? Do you have means of um, controlling your recovery and measuring it? Uh, yes, I do. Um, of course, I, I think the first thing that shows when, when something is off is my sleep. Because I don't sleep that well, I don't sleep that long. So the stress starts to show there if, if it sort of continues for too long. Uh, another thing that I, I, I notice is that with, with Aura Ring, mm -hmm. 
uh, as you get a measurement of your resting heart rate and, and also your uh, heart rate variability. Uh, those two measures start to show uh, signs of change in a bad direction. So, so the, the resting heart rate goes up and, and, and the variability goes down, right? Uh, and that I, I notice. Uh, it, it's actually interesting to see, I was just looking the other day, uh, sort of monthly averages of my, my resting heart rate and heart rate variability. And, and, and looking back uh, at, at this year, when I started using Aura in February, uh, it's very obvious to me that I can sort of at least explain to myself that why the stats look the way they do, in terms of how stressful my life has been in, yeah. in, in certain times of the year, in certain months. You, you, so you can actually see the trends as well. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a declining trend at, at one point, which I can understand. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was you know that time, and then there's sort of a you know. In, trend going upwards yeah. and I yeah, okay that looks good yeah I know what happened there and, and all this so I, I think uh, even in short term if, if I noticed that, okay last night I didn't sleep that well well it's only one night I don't you know stress too much but if, if it starts to show you know in consecutive nights or or let's say within a week there are several nights that I haven't slept that mm-hmm. well my resting heart rates start to show show like you know upward trend and all that which is actually what we do also in health we, we we look at the trends right absolutely yes so so there is a there is sort of a way to tell yourself at least for me that okay something is happening but of course in our app we do that for you right yeah. so you don't need to really understand anything about resting heart rates and all that stuff because the app will do the analysis absolutely and say that okay now today you should maybe take it a bit easy or, or today is a great day. Go yeah, ahead. But, you know. But, so we do that analysis for you. But, but just looking at the numbers myself, indeed, that's indeed. something I, I can notice myself as well. So do you then adjust your your activities throughout the day based on it? If, if you if your recovery status is rubbish for some reason, do you then adjust your movement or workouts or whatnot based on that? Yeah, to some extent, of course. You know, as, as mentioned, I usually can do my CrossFit. In, in during the weekend, yeah. so if my stats look really bad, I might still go and do the exercise, but of course then I sort of scale down a bit, yeah. so I don't do either the full amount of reps or, or I, I don't put on the whole the weight, so whatever, I, yeah. I you know, I try to be sort of, I take it easy on, my, on myself. Um, uh, also, I you know, this is maybe interesting, that, that, that there, there was sort of a workout routine or program even that I, I was part of, with, a, with a, some friends, which was designed for those people who want to really compete in CrossFit mm. in this age group. Um, but that routine, I had to say, was too much. The, the sort of going to, going to do your work, workout of the day was even maybe hour and a half, two hours. And uh, five times per week, of course, I never did five times per week, but even three of that level of exercise and going to work and you know managing your life in general, simply too much, and, and that's something actually I've noticed with quite many of my my friends at the, at the at the CrossFit box. That that the, so the story usually goes when you start CrossFit, you, you break your elbow or your your you know back or whatever, yeah. you break something. Something injured. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 what you do first. You get an injury typically, and then you learn how to train without getting an injury. So the next thing you do is that you, you sort of train too much mm. and then you start to be fatigued and, and, and you know tired and all that and then you sort of learn that okay you can't train that much because you are not recovering enough uh, and you sort of find the balance that works for you in that life situation yeah, of, course. of course if you quit your, work, quit your work and you have time to take naps in the afternoon and all that then you can of course train a bit more of course yeah. so that that's sort of that's one thing but yeah given this if the stats say that not a good day and I do feel like it's not a good day, then I, I really either don't do the exercise or I t- try to take it easy. So, so I think there is sort of... Absolutely, and, and, and the way how you put it is that you might still go and do the workout, and but just scale down a bit. Yeah. This is something, something that I've thought a lot about recently because um, usually, including myself, if I felt really shitty um, throughout uh, the day or if I've, ov- ov- if I've overdone myself in terms of workouts and stuff, uh, then for me it's, it's more being like, okay, I'm not going to work out at all. Yeah. But 
I have really started to love the idea of you can actually go and do something, you do the workout, but scale it down like like quite a bit. So mm. just reduce the weights and reduce the reps, yeah. so that because it it can act as an active recovery as well to get a bit of sweat on, but with much lighter loads or yeah. or less reps as well. So I do like that idea because it it's again one one part of the healthy lifestyle is the habits that you don't want to break is when you then break the habits as well it, it can be a, quite a slippery slope towards um, that, that good exactly, habit actually yeah. wiping off on yeah. your table table yeah. as well and doing doing physical exercise it has an impact at least i think so uh, reflecting on my own experience on how well you sleep right? oh, absolutely yes. because, because if, if you have a lot of stress from work mm. let's say uh, you go to the gym or, or whatever uh, and you break a sweat it ha- actually helps I think to sort of release that stress right and then then you sleep better uh, but of course there's sort of a balance right yeah. too much of anything is too much exactly, right? yeah. so it's, a, it's always sort of a, you know listening to yourself or you know listening to what health Silla app tells you and, and, and to yourself uh, and then sort of making a conscious choice in a way that okay what is good for me today uh, in, in, in respect to what you want in the longer, longer term, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's been awesome to have this discussion with you, Tom, because it's, it's like you, you live this very balanced lifestyle, I see. You have, you, you, I mean, your meditation routine, your sleeping routine, your daily activities, um, both walking and working out, taking care of your mobility at the same time. Mm. It, it paints a picture of, of quite a healthy lifestyle to me and it, it is cool to see how that then gives you strength and energy to achieve greater and higher things in life um, at the same time. What would be the sort of three top tips of yours to the listeners of how can you live a healthier lifestyle? Well, I, I think the first thing is to sort of think about the things that you are already doing right. Sort of recognize those and think about that okay I'm already doing quite well in something there's always something right if, the, if there's nothing then you're dead right maybe not that black and white but you know there, there's always something right I think that's that's sort of one thing another thing is is then to think about okay what what do you want is there some specific goal that you want to achieve or is it just that you want to maintain something you know you're already quite healthy you already have a good health mm-hmm. you you are in good shape or whatever you feel you have energy and uh, the mental sort of capacity yeah. to do, do the things that you, you feel like doing um, so that's like two what, what do you want and, and then maybe the third one would be then to, to start going in that direction and take, take, the and first take step. yeah take the first step take baby steps right but you got to start somewhere and don't make it too too difficult for yourself right Absolutely. it's easy to make things too difficult and then fail and, and then never start again maybe don't do that <laughs> start small right yeah. yeah and be merciful you know it's difficult it is it life is. can be difficult and challenging and, and especially if you want to make a change you know, all the systems work against you, right? Absolutely. In a way. Yeah. So, so it, it really requires a lot from yourself to make that change. But uh, if it's for the better, as I hope it is, uh, then then you just do it. That's that's awesome. Well, thank you very much, Tommy. Where can people follow you? Do you have any social handles or? Such? Well, LinkedIn, really. Uh, I don't do Insta or, or Twitter or anything. I'm, I'm sort of. Even though you said that you know, a lot of you know like things that I, I might do sort of well you know, in 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 a sense, then there are things that I don't do, uh, irrespective of if they're you know, related to health or not. Of but course, you know, yeah. this social media stuff is one. I don't feel the need. Yeah. Uh, and as mentioned, then the diet is maybe the other <laughs> other part, which is something there that is a bit lacking All maybe. Right. But you know, I try to be merciful in myself. As of well. course, of course, as as you said. So thank you very much, Tom. It's been it's been an awesome awesome afternoon uh, discussion about your uh, your healthy habits. Some great insights, uh, indeed. 
Now, um, Healthzilla Podcast Weekly, number five has, has been a, a great wrap. Uh, thanks again, Tommy. Do make sure you uh, go and visit healthzilla.ai for the latest news, news blog posts and podcast releases as well. There's a great uh, bank of in- information in terms of how to improve your, uh, your healthy lifestyle um, at, at the same time. Um, do make sure um, you follow the social handles, which will be linked into the um, uh, show notes of this podcast. And stay tuned for the version 3 release um, in a few weeks' time. We'll keep you guys posted. Thank you very much. Peace.